today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we have got a feedback episode. Things that you've been talking about, we're going to talk about. So let's talk about it. Woo! Right at this ad, we have no control over. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. As we do every week, we're going to start with a five-star review. What we got this week, Jeff? Best Podcast by T-Nozzle. You guys are so dope. I'm new to listening to you guys, but went back all the way to Infinity War shows and almost all caught up. Keep up the great work, guys. Matt, I'm liking our little debate on Facebook about Spidey 3 and Sinister 6. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, T-Nozzle, which I, I've never been called dope by someone named T-Nozzle before. Uh, that made me feel cool. Yeah, um, feels legit. <laughs> it does, like feel, we're legit it does feel legit now. Um, but uh, yeah, we're having a good time on the MCU Cast chat group. If you haven't found it, search MCU Cast, all one word, chat on Facebook, and you should be able to find our chat group. Um, and I'll posted on their facebook page again too so uh it's just you know there's like it, it seems like it's basically just people who a lot of people who actually listen to the show and so it's a lot of people who are just like having conversations about the show and the stuff that we talk about here and it's a lot of fun uh and bringing up things we don't always have time to talk about here but we're just getting like deep and nerdy and having fun so <laughs> and bringing up the fact that i don't have time to talk about things on there yeah oh and something we announced on there yesterday uh, we are thinking we're going to name this podcast Network that we are starting because me and Jeff have been doing this for a while. I've started a few. We're about to start another podcast uh, early next year. So uh, we're thinking about calling the podcast Network Stranded Panda. Um, I have I have justifications for why we're calling it that, but I kind of don't want to tell everybody, uh, at least right away. I kind of want to hear you guys' reactions to Stranded Panda. So if you have a strong or averse reaction to Stranded Panda, let us know. <laughs> if you like it, <laughs> let us know that too. Uh, we're just trying to collate data and make sure we're not making some horrible mistake that we don't realize or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you're indifferent, let us know that too. Yeah, before we like buy websites and stuff, it'd be nice to know if there's anything weird. So let us know. Stranded Panda <laughs> is our podcast network as of right now. I'm really excited about it. I, I like the name a lot. It has really cute imagery. We've been working on some uh, some imagery for it. And uh, I love, just like the way it sounds. Stranded Panda. It has like a beautiful number of consonants. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it it has like a a, a a non-matching rhyme to it. Yeah, stranded panda. Like it has it has that whole. Yeah, I agree. I, I like it. Stranded panda. Uh, we're, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Let us know if you have any thoughts. Uh, but today we're diving into feedback. So let's jump right into that. Well, how how are you doing, Jeff? I feel like I didn't ask oh, how you doing. You, man, I'm so tired. Uh, I went to. Uh, I had to go to Fort Lauderdale this week for. Uh, for work to be on site with a client and I had to be there all week and my boss went too and basically we we had to do meetings literally all day and then take that information that we learned in the meetings back to our hotel and sit there until at least 10:30 at night working on you know building that or putting together that data into uh, <clears throat> a set of decisions and some some rational summaries and you know, building out a solution for these people. So I'm exhausted, man. That sounds utterly exhausting. I don't even understand half of it, but I, <laughs> I applaud, I applaud that. And, uh, thanks for, thanks for working so hard and thanks for making time for the cast anyway, this week. It's a, we normally try to do it earlier in the week, but Jeff literally had to work basically all day, every day this week. So, yep. Really glad we're getting to fit one in on Saturday. <laughs> um, well, let's dive into the feedback, my friend. Alrighty, sir. So, we got J. Scotty Sinclair hit us up on Twitter. Adams Cast seems like an appropriate time for a Marvel Television In Memoriam episode. Thoughts? It absolutely seems like an appropriate time. Um, and I guess we can make a, a, min, min, a miniature one right here and just say it's been a good run. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I would love to do a full, like, maybe we could do like a top ten marvel tv moments or something like that maybe maybe we'll do that after runaways which we need to do cover next week um so uh <laughs> we uh, we also need to watch that yes so we got to find time to watch that as so we can do runaways but which will be uh in, in, in its own way a uh viking funeral for uh it's the marvel tv division although hopefully it won't be a a, a fire like whatever <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying it's going to be a dumpster fire. Uh, I'm saying that it, it it'll be a, a send off. <laughs> you know the uh, the initial reviews. The uh, the initial word is that so far it's really good. That's great. I'm glad, and I'm really excited about the cloak and dagger um, connection. So uh, we're, we're, that just came out as we're recording, like yesterday, I think, or the day before, and. Uh, so we're going to try to watch that. I think what we're going to do is we're going to break it down into two weeks. Uh, we're going to watch the first five for next week and watch the next five for the next week. If we, if we can pull that off. Um, totally. Yeah. <laughs> it seems, seems doable. That, I mean, I've only got more remote meetings all day. Oh, but do I don't you think I should have to do this week. I don't, I don't think I should have to do night work. Good, 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 good. <clears throat> Plus, I mean, I'm coming up to Birmingham next weekend. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like we should do a cast together, like maybe a live stream or something. Like old times? Yeah. 
like old times. Yeah, we'll try to announce if we do something like that. Uh, Jeff's going to be in Birmingham, so we'll be in the same city, uh, which is very rare. So we might do some sort of live stream or something and talk to you guys. Um, that would be fun. That would be much yeah. fun. We could uh, we could do we could do our in memoriam episode together as we you know the same way that we did our beginning of it. Episode oh shit! Together, you're right. Let's do our in memoriam to the TV division episode while taking a shot for each of our points. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a shot for each episode of Agents of Sheet. No, 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 no that's Died, a bad idea. Dead. No, we'll make we'll do like our top ten points. And, uh, yeah, do some sort of shot ranking. Maybe we'll do a shot every time so we, we, let, we, we have the same, uh, the same moment or something like that. That sounds like a fun way to spend an afternoon, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then after we get just plastered there, uh, we go do an escape room. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we, I'm glad we <laughs> talked this through. Thank you for writing in about the In Memoriam episode, uh, Jay Scott. T, uh, Jay Scotty, because uh, that's that led us to a good place. We're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna send it off in in that sort of grand tradition of of drinking our our sadness away. It's like an Irish funeral. Yeah, sure. I I uh, I, I didn't know if that was considered a racist term or not, so I didn't use it. <laughs> okay, it's like a drunken funeral. <laughs> there you go. See, that's what I said. <laughs> I was being culturally aware. I don't okay, know. I'm I don't, sorry. I don't know. I don't know if that's a, I don't know. Can we still, can we, <laughs> this is, this is, this I mean, it's not okay to just going somewhere, blanket going somewhere. sweep call Irish people drunk. Yeah. No, but. no, it's definitely, it's definitely not okay, but you know how like certain, it, it sucks. I'm not saying it's okay, but certain, <laughs> certain terms and certain, uh, are okay until they aren't. And then all of a sudden they turn on a dime and they're no longer okay. So I'm just being sensitive to that. <laughs> um, so yeah. <laughs> all right. What's our next piece oh, of feedback man. now that we've probably gotten ourselves in trouble? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, we got Reco Jet said feedback question. Following the cancellation of all MCU quote unquote shows, the fact that we were very much led to believe that those shows would all be very connected to the movies, and looking back, I think we can all agree we were bamboozled, and then with such a large gap of time between Spider-Man Far From Home and Black Widow, is it fair to be upset with Marvel for lack of content over the last several months and months to come? I mean, it doesn't seem to me that having a series that started on Disney Plus almost immediately, like The Mandalorian, would have been that hard. It could have even been something out of real canon, like What If, but as it is, it's almost an entire year between any real content. Hmm. So, I... I think we have a lot of reason to be upset with Marvel. I think that the fact that they did, as you said, bamboozle us, I think that is like a good word for it. Um, and I don't think it's... The people in, in charge now, I don't think it's their fault, because I think what happened is... Disney pushed on, and you know, this is all speculation, but I think that like Disney was probably like, we're going to make shows. And Kevin Feige and his crew were like, well, we're making movies. I don't, you can do whatever you want, I guess. But I, they weren't really involved, it seems. Um, they just sort of let the shows happen. And then, uh, 
and then so so it's not the people and the people the creative people's fault that that happened but now the those creative people are not wanting to be stuck to the canon that was created now we don't know maybe they won't break canon so far they really haven't broken canon um everything's sort of head cannonable as of now <laughs> so far but it's very possible they might just completely change the origins of some of these characters when they decide to reboot them like they could have a completely different cloak and dagger in five years or something like that and that will be annoying to me but um yeah just i'm mad at the sort of conglomerate nature of i'm mad that we were misled um but as for being upset that there's a break in content um for our podcast sake, that makes me sad because <laughs> I really like having stuff to talk about and content to to uh, banter about. But uh, I kind of think it's important to have a little bit of break after Endgame. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They could have done something. It would have been nice to do something small. I mean, you could say that, that Spider-Man Far From Home was a bit on the small side. But still, just like having that and having that, the, the way that... Um, the way that I described it when it first came out, when we were first talking about it, is that it felt like a, you know, that first breath of fresh air after you know a really really emotional time, like a big cry or whatever, yeah. and having that kind of break after um, after such you know incredibly emotional uh, gut wrenching scenes, so to speak, yeah, that we're going to talk more about tomorrow. Um, the the having that break is uh, is kind of necessary, you know. It gives us time to heal, and it, it doesn't like it, it. Would almost be, it would almost sell the enormity of Endgame short if we went straight into into the next phase. I I agree with that, and I also think I don't know. I'm I, I'm I'm of two minds. Part of me thinks it's selfish on their part because they are giving us they're basically controlling um scarcity so that we want their thing more because yeah if we if we got another thing eventually this stuff will burn out eventually every type of movie burns out and what disney is trying to do is control that and make sure it doesn't um by having a break for almost a year it gives us this uh real uh, desire to see the next thing. I'm really excited about Black Widow. If Black Widow, the movie, had come out in November or whatever, and like a normal Marvel schedule, I mean, I would have been more, I would have been excited, but I, I, I can see a lot of people who would have been like, well, we just watched the end game, the biggest movie of all time. Like, I don't really care about Black Widow. But now that it's a year later, it really does feel more exciting to me, even me. And I, th I think they're trying to I, I, I'm all, at once I'm upset at them for because it feels like they're controlling scarcity, but then I also am applauding their um, self restraint because they could make another billion dollars by dropping Black Widow faster, but instead they're choosing not to make an extra billion dollars this year <laughs> so that they can uh, increase the longevity of the series. So I think they're probably. Uh, Joss Whedon talked about Buffy the Vampire Slayer back in the day and they, they were talking to him about how everybody always dies and stuff <laughs> and he, he said I don't give the fans what they want I give the fans what they need <laughs> and it's, it's like you gotta give them what they need to really go through and, and that's interesting 
Um, and he was talking narratively, but I think in this case, they might be giving us what we need. I think this break might be necessary to, um, for one thing, they're, the TV division, which is a lot of what fills in these gaps, they're having to create from scratch. Like They're starting a new TV division, and I think they're trying to start it in a new, more connected way. So I, I think this might be more more what we want than we've ever gotten before. So that's exciting. That's really exciting. Yep. And, you know, uh, if you look at it historically, uh, between each phase, there has been a year or almost a year gap between the end of one phase and the beginning of the next. So, I mean, this goes right in line with with what has already been established. And it, it honestly, it in your mind, it kind of cements that, you know, this is the end of the phase. It's going to take a minute to, to start the next one. Yeah. And, and I think what Rico's saying is it's annoying that now, since this content is no longer canon, the stuff like Runaways and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't feel as connected because we kind of know it's not going to be. Uh, we, we, we're kind of presuming at this point it won't be very connected uh, going forward. Like, we're probably never going to see these characters again. And it's not like Daredevil's likely to show up in a movie, da 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 but maybe you never know. I just think they did such a good job with certain certain parts of these shows that Marvel's wasting an asset by not including them in the universe, particularly the Defenders. And by that, I mostly mean Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that um, that meme that somebody posted in the MCU cast chat? Yes, uh, over the past week or so, <laughs> Doctor Strange is asking, "Is that everyone?" And then. <laughs> Matt's like, is there a draft? Is there a yeah, window it's, open? It's, it's it during Endgame's last battle. All the windows are open, and he says, "Is that everyone?" Talking about all the heroes joining the battle, and it it, it cuts to uh, Matt uh, Daredevil inside his apartment when there's a little window open, and he's like, "Karen, is there a window open or something in here?" And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty you funny. gotta you gotta imagine how crazy that must seem or feel to uh, to Matt Murdock having a portal open like that because oh, you know yeah. he he sees and hears or well not sees but you know he hears and feels the world around him but then something like that that's just like abruptly wrong yeah. <laughs> as far as we understand it happens and like how do you justify that <laughs> he would not understand what was going on for sure at first i, I think although I, maybe he would just uh, he sees he sees with his ears as well as we see with our eyes it seems so it's very likely he would just like completely understand what was going on <laughs> yeah, like up oh, that's a portal He's like, okay I've, I've been fighting mystical creatures for my entire life i got this <laughs> it's fine what could go wrong yeah anyway uh so let's see next up we got jordan metro saying hey guys first off i just want to say you should absolutely do a review of the x-men movies i just watched dark phoenix and i'm hoping to hear your thoughts on it it wasn't as bad as I expected, but definitely not good. Also, who would you foresee on a rebooted X-Men team in the MCU? You've said a few times that you want to see some fresh faces on the team. Just wondering who you have in mind. Love the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. Oh, man. We have gone over this a lot with the X-Men. Uh, I don't have anybody off the top of my head right now. Um... Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Let's just go with Bill Murray, our old standby. In literally every role. Yep, every role. Bill Murray, a Bill Murray X-Men. You know, they let let Joaquin Phoenix make a Joker movie that's completely disconnected. I think they should let Bill Murray make an X-Men movie 
It's completely <laughs> disconnected from everything else. It's just Bill Murray. No, I want it to be canon. Okay, that sounds it's good too. <laughs> but it's in one of the uh, alternate universes. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I, I don't. I don't have any ideas. We, we'd have to. I had to really give this a lot of thought because I think. Um, obviously i i just my biggest problem with thinking of these fresh face people i I think they will i don't necessarily want fresh faces i just think they will do fresh faces because they want well for one thing to control the budgets i mean if you think about the people they cast other than robert Downey jr most everyone wasn't that big of an actor um benedict cumberbatch in the in the in the chief roles yeah and all and most most of the chief roles they they give to uh, lesser named actors um, but also I think they want younger people and I, I just I don't know many younger actors I, I, I'm i trying to keep up with other TV we're starting other podcasts to try to like I try to expand what I'm watching that's part of why I'm doing that <laughs> that's the only reason that you start a new podcast is so that you can watch other stuff yeah, too well yeah give me motivation to watch other <laughs> things you know <laughs> alright we're gonna we're gonna start a Desperate Housewives podcast New, new, uh, new lady for Sue Storm. If they do a period piece, the lady who plays Mrs. Maisel, I've been watching that. That's real good. Okay, I still, you know, honestly, for Fantastic Four, I still like uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Oh, me too. That would be awesome. Me too. I, I, th- I really do think. I, th- I just like. I like John Krasinski a lot. He's been on that Jack Ryan show. I think he's really good actor, but he's also funny. He's also uh, he can be kind of stern and a jerk. I, I, I think he'd be great. I don't know Emily Blunt as well, um, but I, I, you know, I know they work well together. Supposedly, I, haven't, I still haven't seen the one They're he directed married. with them in it. Have you, have, have you seen the one about the the horror movie about the silence or whatever? No, I need to see that. Uh, by the way, uh, the, the, uh, Jordan Metro and his feedback here mentions our X Men movies cast. I, I, let's give a little more details about what we're thinking there. Uh, so the, okay. we, we've got a, we got a new podcast we're working on um, that we're developing we're hoping to start recording on it very soon and it will probably release in february um but the uh the cast is basically we're going to be covering movies in theaters um that have a past of sequels and so it's really a fun idea uh so we're thinking the first one we're going to cover is x-men um because we're big Marvel guys and we haven't even seen all the X-Men movies because we've been so busy with the MCU. Uh, so we're going to go back and watch all the X-Men movies before the final one comes out, which is new mutants, which comes out in April. So, um, yeah. but then after that, uh, me and Jeff and other hosts are going to take on other series. Someone asked us, I think Nathaniel Muzzy asked us about ghostbusters. They were like, he's like, can you start the ghostbusters cinematic universe podcast? Um, and I said, well, we're kind of doing that. Uh, and I know that sounds like a joke, but it's not fully a joke because we are going to cover ghostbusters next year. Uh, Bill and Ted's coming out next year. So we're going to have like a lot of really fun properties that we're going to cover from the ground up and do all the movies. And I am pumped about it. Um, <laughs> yep. We're going to do it. Me and Jeff are going to cover some of them. And then, uh, we're going to possibly even hand the baton completely to other hosts for certain series. Um, but yeah, it sounds like a really cool, interesting yeah. show. It's like a it's like a rewatch run up kind of thing. Yeah, leading up to a new movie. Yeah, or leading up to a new movie in a in a verse or in a series. It's it's going to be a cool <clears throat> expansion of our Stranded Panda podcast network. Yeah, Woo. do we have do we even have a name for it yet? I like do. A real but name I wasn't for announcing it? it yet. 
Okay, because I I really want to I want to keep putting my hat on the rewatchman. I just really like it. I, I, you, oh, that's funny. That's funny that you said that. We almost we we're considering calling the series. Uh, that we're about to do in our Watchmen, who watched the Watchmen podcast. Uh, I, by the way, the Watchmen. Uh, we're doing the Who Watched the Watchmen podcast. I've been watching that with my uh, buddy um, from the DC on Screen podcast, Jason, and uh, he. And we also had our guest host Josh last week, and um, that show is maybe the best show I've ever seen. Okay, like I say that. 100% knowing how silly it sounds. I think it might be the best show I've ever seen. It is so intricate. It is so cool. It is so connected to the original comic. Um, they have weaved the storyline in such a way that makes me care about so many different characters. I still don't really understand what's going on in the mystery part of it. Um, it, it. It lays enough of the mystery out that you can make certain calls that like really made me feel good about myself. <laughs> and when certain things happen, I was like, oh, shit. And so it has that sort of great mystery element where they put certain things right in front of you and try, and you have to really solve them. You know, I, I just, I loved it, man. It, it has been amazing. I, I, I'm a hundred percent. It ends this week and I am beside myself with excitement about uh, the ending and what's going to happen. And, and on top of b- being so connected to the comic and having being so, so having such great episodes, they've put out an entire website, devoted to it that is external materials that are canon like you can read letters from certain characters to other characters there's an fbi agent named agent pd in the show and uh they have a thing called pdpedia so if you're the kind of nerd that likes to dig into stuff like that um which i am (laughs) oh man you can like watch an episode and then go right basically read three or four articles about things that are going on in the world that you don't know about as kind of like living the life of agent PD as he's doing like background research on the different characters and stuff. That's awesome. It is amazing. It is really, really amazing. It, I'm, I'm really hoping it's a season two because it is blowing my effing mind. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I had mentioned uh, this kind of thing as being a possibility when I was talking to uh co-workers at at uh at my new job um basically saying like the watchman i didn't like the watchman movie because they you know zack snyder trying to shove the entire comic onto the screen when it doesn't translate that way it's you know it doesn't easily translate to a movie like you you bored me to tears by putting every frame up there. If you were to do it as a series, you could take your time and build the story and, and develop the characters and make me care about everybody and why everybody feels the way they do. Like, it's there's there, I had hope for it because of that. And that, from what you're saying, I was right to have hope for it. Yeah, well, and so no, it's not... I a, need to go watch it. It's not a remake of Watchmen. Yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a sequel series. So it is. It, but what's so cool is it's a sequel series from the comic. So if you've but if you haven't read the comic, I do think the movie does a good job of catching you up on what the basic plot lines. There's a couple major changes to the plot line. Uh, the squid being one of them. Uh, they leave the squid out if you've read the comic book. Um, but uh, and and so if you get to squids in the show and you've only seen the movie and you're like, what the fuck are the squids about? Uh, you kind of have to read about what's going on in the movie. Um, but we 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 talk about that on a podcast actually. So if you're if you're interested, check it all out. Um, it is man, 
it, it's it's great. It is so great. Oh, what, the whole reason I brought that up, you talked about calling it the rewatchman. We've been talking about calling our, we've been talking about rewatching the entire series in the context of knowing how it ends and calling those episodes the rewatchman. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, that, that's, 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 that's two different things. One's just an episode run and one could be a show. Um, theft. <laughs> theft. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably seeped in my subconscious. He's stealing my ideas. <laughs> Key. Anyway, uh, so let's. I guess we can move on. Yeah. Um, after harping on the uh, the upcoming podcast for a little bit, uh, let's see. Gavin Fry said, "Hello there. I have a few thoughts of what the Black Widow will truly be." So. To start off, this happens between Civil War and Infinity War, and the plot is of her running from the government, a.k.a. Ross. And Taskmaster is actually an agent sent by the government to, quote-unquote, teach her a lesson. She then leaves the U.S., and Agent Ross visits her, and this is where I think the voiceover of I Heard You Had to Leave in a Hurry will come from. Then she goes to her family for help. Another thing that I'm thinking is that uh, in one of the shots in the trailer, Ross has clearly had CGI done on his face to look younger, and there's, there's a voiceover of him saying, I heard you had to leave in a hurry. I think that's a flashback, and it's going to tell us uh, that when Nat originally went rogue, they sent Ross and Taskmaster there to collect her, but they were unsuccessful. And as I said, the voiceover is not actually part of that flashback. Uh, anyway, sorry if this has some errors in it, and also sorry for this being so long. Love you guys, 3000. Oh, also, I can't find the Star Wars Universe podcast in Spotify. Do you know where that might be, Matt? Thanks for the read, Gavin. Oh, as for the Star Wars Universe podcast, uh, sometimes certain ones of the, um, whatever, the podcast catchers take a little longer to to load up so he just got on itunes i think with the star wars universe podcast and uh i think he'll be on the others probably in short order generally uh the ones on itunes kind of slowly disseminate to all the other ones because i think the other ones reference itunes in, in some way um or you can submit but there's like there's like 150 different podcatchers and so submitting to all of them is kind of Insane. Tedious. It's super tedious. Like we're we're thinking about changing the way we do we do our feed here, and if we do that, uh, we're gonna have to probably resubmit to a lot of things. And I'm super annoyed at the idea. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll be, we'll talk to you guys more about that if it happens. But uh, yeah, as of uh, Civil War, I think that is as good a thoughts as any on how this is structured. Yeah, I don't know that uh, I don't know that that Ross is gonna necessarily. Uh, show up in present day, but I mean he does seem to kind of be leading up the uh, the the task force, so to speak. And yeah. we saw what looked like cape killers in the uh, in the the trailer. So I mean we could well see you know Ross all over the place. Yeah, I don't think he'll show up in Budapest. Maybe he won't show up in Budapest, but he is probably responsible for sending the cape killers. So it's likely that he's involved in the in the in the main timeline or whatever. Yeah, current. yeah, because we're we're assuming that there's going to be a whole lot of uh, whole lot of flashbacks and you know maybe some things out of time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that would be super cool. 
Yeah, man. Anyway. I'm super pumped. I, I feel <laughs> like they could have told us this story of Black Widow all along, but having it have the weight of her recent passing um, really gives this this movie a certain air of excitement for me. I, I'm, I'm pumped about it. Yep. Yep. Uh, so let's see. Next up, Anthony J. Hmm. Fuchs. Fuchs. <laughs> yep. I'm pretty sure that's Fuchs. All right, so Anthony J. Fox says, Outlandish, almost certainly incorrect theory. The big reveal of Black Widow will be that Natasha Romanoff was a clone all along. She was created in 1984 from DNA that the Red Room had from a World War II era widow named Natalia Romanovna, uh, who disappeared in the early 1980s, who will be revealed to be alive in this movie, but still youngish because she volunteered for experimentation similar to Steve Rogers and also be played by Scarlett Johansson. What do you think? I think that's absolutely ridiculous. It is. It's outlandish and ridiculous. It's outlandish. But let's let's talk about it like it's not for a minute. And how much fun would it be for an old... Uh, like, to have going forward in the universe, old man Nat and old man Cap as, like... I, I don't want Nat friends. to be a man. Uh, that's true. Old lady, old lady Nat and old man Cap as, like, old... We used to do this, friends. Who could they could go to for advice? <laughs> I, I think I joked Back in my our, day <laughs> in our MCU cast chat group. I joked that uh, they could have like a um, odd couple style roommate show. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be so good. Yeah, man, sounds fun. Ah, uh, no, no, no! Instead of the Golden Girls, we have the Golden Age, and it's them in a Golden Girls style TV show. Yeah, that could be pretty good. Who else is old though? Right, we need we need a, we need a who who would be a how oh, fuck what what's Estelle Getty's character's name? Is it Rose? No, Rose is the other one. Rose is Betty White. I don't know enough about Golden Girls, <laughs> or I know too much. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's hampering me here. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, what's David Pendergrass have to say? <laughs> yeah, we're moving on. Not even going to touch it. <laughs> Did anyone notice the prep punch Red Guardian does in the trailer? Uh, very similar to Daredevil when prepping for a fist fight. Mm, I wonder if that means that uh, Red Guardian's a boxer. He looks uh, he looks like a brawler, just in general. Yeah, I just think about, you know, that's probably where Daredevil learned that, learned that prep punch. Yeah, uh, it's from Red Guardian specifically. Uh, no, no, no. Being being a boxer, being like in the ring, right? You know, shadow boxing in the ring before you go 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 toe to toe or whatever. Um, so his dad being a boxer and everything. So uh, you know, I wonder if Red Guardian also has a boxing background, or uh, he might, or he trained Daredevil. That's also possible. Yeah, that's the one he trained Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, let's go there. And that's why Daredevil's suit is red. Because, you know, yeah. Red Guardian. Yeah, he's the Red Daredevil. Red, yeah. Red Guardian Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> I dig it. That's, that's, that completely tracks. You know, it would be really funny if, um, if Red Guardian was never actually a fighter. Like, if he was just a, a public face and has no fighting background. That would be pretty funny, actually. I don't think that's the case because they have him like fighting Taskmaster, and I think he'd probably just die if he didn't have skills um, immediately. Uh, but it would be pretty funny if he was just like a—he was the face of the like Red Room kind of thing, 
and he's like some political figure but he and then when uh the red room was being exterminated he like fought to save a few people who save who he could you know and he saved these two young girls yeah and yep. then, and then and then he has to actually fight for them he he was just a political figure who like helped them escape but now he has yeah, to Yeah and that's fight what got him imprisoned Yeah oh I didn't realize he was imprisoned Yeah cool Don't you remember at I, the end of Stranger Things Oh okay <laughs> right No there's there's a point where it looks like he was probably in um in that gulag that uh we saw the door get blown off of <clears throat> or blown, I guess, out into. Yeah, I, don't know. I actually really love that. Uh, the idea that he he's not a fighter, like that. That's just it's a very Steve Rogers thing. Like if he's not a fighter, him standing up for Red, to Red Guardian is a very like Steve Rogers moment, and I really love that idea. Oh, uh, him standing up to the Taskmaster. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, I um, I just just literally just came up with that theory and i'm gonna go ahead and sell it as uh as the gospel now yeah it's a good theory uh it, it, i think that 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 actor would play that really well and it would make him so endearing um i don't yeah yeah no it, it's a really fun theory like the, the whole red <laughs> guardian suit thing if it's just like he sits he fits in his old suit but it's really just has been something he's always worn to like press junkets and stuff like yeah talking about his you know his exploits, but really he was like, maybe he's the response. He was like a response to, uh, the captain America sort of propaganda. They needed something yeah. similar. So they didn't have the super soldiers. So they just made red guardian as like their response to captain America. I love that. That's a really good, that's a really fun theory. That's, um, <clears throat> that's kind of the, the way that you know, things went during the cold wars. It was just a bunch of posturing, right? Uh, so yeah. captain America, yeah, to some degree. But Captain America from the USO shows, and then, like, the USO shows are going on, Captain America's there being all, like, face of the the military. It would be so funny to have Russia be like, no, yeah, we got one of those. Yeah, nah, we got the Red Guardian guy. Who Do we have a Red Guardian guy? Yeah, we have... Get, get a suit on him. I don't know why they're um, kind of New Yorker-style yeah. Weird, Russians. Weirdly New York, New York Russians, but... <laughs> but, yeah, it tracks. <laughs> totally, totally tracks. Totally. Uh, let's see. Next up, Tyson Trujillo. Tru, Trujillo? I don't know. The, the J is thrown me. I'm sorry. Tyson, new member to our MCU cast chat, says, Hey guys, new listener here. Love the show so far. i even gone back all the way to your Infinity War podcast and listened to almost all of them since then. I got a couple of theories for Spider-Man 3. JJ gets the scorpion his suit so that he can hunt Spidey, but it goes wrong and he can't get the suit off. So instead of going after Spidey, he tries to kill JJ and Spider-Man has to save JJ to clear his name. Next, what if Spidey gets sucked into the multiverse of madness and that's how he gets to meet all of the Sonyverse characters like Venom, Carnage, even Madam Web. Perfect way to get the live action Spideyverse in the works. Hmm. Yeah. I, I love the idea of them doing multiverse stuff for Spider-Man, especially to bring in the Sony world. Um, for one thing, it'd be great because freaking Spider-Verse was so well-received. Well um, bringing that element into the MCU would be awesome, but I don't... I think they're going to keep try to keep it grounded to one universe. I do. I think they're going to pretend the Sony stuff is happening in our universe. I don't know, man. 
If uh, if they can't work out some sort of long lasting deal, rather than just these uh, next couple of movies, mm-hmm. I think that uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness would be the perfect spot to to lose Spider Man to the other verse. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it, for sure. Uh, well, except that happens before Spider Man, right? Three. I think so. Yeah. So, but open that still the events of Multiverse of Madness could open up the idea that we're getting, um, you know, more we're we're getting more universes, and that Spider-Man's other foes like Venom and uh, Morbius could all exist over there. Uh, as for JJ getting the Scorpionist suit, I think we're getting a lot of villains in this next Spider-Man movie because I think he has made enough enemies. Um, we know he's made an enemy of the Vulture, um, kind of. Um, we know he's made an enemy of Team Mysterio. Um, we know he's made an enemy of Scorpion. Uh, who who else? Who else we got on the table for a Spider-Man three? Like, it, I, I think they're going to do a Sinister Six. I think they're going to do some some version of the Sinister Six storyline. Mm. Because his his name is out there. I think there's going to be people after him. And I think if they just added, we know we have we have the the tinkerer right that's the that's the name of uh, the vultures um yeah because i could absolutely see a world where uh the tinkerer uh vulture somehow gets out of prison and he goes back to his old pal the tinker and the tinkers kind of like become a villain in his own right um so yeah i don't know there there, there could be there could be a lot of stuff there could there could be i think they're going to do a sinister six i just don't know who the six will be yet because yeah. they've already got three or four of them established. If they just establish one or two more, they could they could have a Sinister Six. We've already got Mysterio and Vulture. Uh, we don't have Sandman, Electro, Hobgoblin, or Doc Ock. We do have Electro, right? No, we have Shocker. Oh, okay, sorry. I get those confused. Yeah, well, their names are similar. Their, name, the, their names and powers and all that. Um well, I, I don't think they have to do the classic Sinister Six. I think they could easily... Yeah. <laughs> they could pick six villains yeah. and call it the Sinister Six, and it'd be a, a thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's just, another um, one, though. Uh, Shocker could could be one of the Sinister Six in this version. And if, if you include him, that's five. We just need one more. So you establish uh, establish the power... Scorpion getting his powers, and then you establish one other villain who kind of completes the... The tri- the six fecta or whatever, <laughs> and then you got yourself a sinister six. I think that's, I think that's happening. I think something like that's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of laid out all in front of them. Yeah. Real easy, like. Mm-hmm. Real easy, like. Yeah. Just the road's there. You just gotta step on it. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for writing in all the feedback this week. Uh, we're, we'll be back. Uh, actually, real soon, we got another episode planned to record today. Uh, we're going to cover some of this Disney Plus deleted scenes that we haven't really got a chance to look at. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back very soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. 
or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.